Welcome to Swanglinese, the only podcast talking the language of business here in the Middle East. Your hosts, Barry Lee Cummings and Oscar Andermo, give you their own insights as well as interviewing business leaders in the region to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. Barry, Oscar, let's talk Swanglinese. Hello and where wait, 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 wait. Am I doing an introduction or are you doing the introduction? Well, you can do it if you want to. <laughs> Welcome to the latest episode of the Swanglinese podcast. And this is a special episode. Why, Barry? Well, it sounded like you were about to cry then, actually, but it is, <laughs> it is a sad episode because um, it's kind of like a, a see you later, isn't it? it What's it, happening? Yeah, see you later is good. Uh, as uh, you know, I've been living in Dubai since 2007 and I've been doing a lot of business in Sweden as well, my home country. So the summers I spent in Sweden, like three, four months, and then the rest in Dubai. But now is we're gonna do the opposite. We, are, me and my wife, are relocating to Sweden, mm-hmm. to Stockholm. So Stockholm will be our base. But I hope to get back to Dubai in the winter, when, because in the winter in Sweden <laughs> you can't wear flip flops. So uh, I that's hope one of your other brands, <laughs> flip flop entrepreneur. Exactly. So I hope um, that to come back uh, to Dubai in the winter time for different projects and stuff. But yeah, that's the big news. I'm, uh, so we will be without Oscar. Things are going to be changing a little bit, but uh, and we're just figuring out what that means. But in the meantime, we wanted to do a little episode to kind of recap. Uh, bit of your adventure, I suppose, uh, Oscar, in terms of highlights of of your time in Dubai and the things that you've learned in Dubai, but also to give our listeners an insight into what's what's next for you. Because as I said, this isn't goodbye, this is see you later, just a slight relocation. Uh, And, you know, in this day and age, geography doesn't really mean anything. So... um, so to, to start with, though, I think we're going to go a little bit down uh, memory lane. Now, aside from Swanglinese, which is obviously the, the biggest highlight of your time in, in the UAE, uh, what are some of the other things that you, you're going to miss, I suppose? Yeah, I mean, I came to Dubai March 2007 on an incentive trip. I was working for a hotel in Sweden in sales, mm-hmm. and all the salespeople in Europe that reached their budget uh, came to Dubai for uh, like a nice incentive trip, and we were treated so nicely. We went to Fujairah, we stayed in Lamarillion Alaka, and then we stayed in Sheraton Creek, which for me was super fancy at the time. Uh, and I was like, this place is pretty cool, you know, I like this place. So I started looking for jobs, and then uh, I ended up working for one of the Sheratons down here for, in sales for the first two years. Uh, which was good. I, I mean, enjoyed. I had great colleagues. But one of the highlights was actually resigning, <laughs> because uh, yeah, I mean, I had a great time and uh, it, it was it was good experience. But yeah, I wanted to do my own thing and uh, wanted to get more into events. So I remember resigning and driving on Sheikh Zayed, screaming like freedom. <laughs> so. Yeah, since 2009, I've been doing these events and uh, lately all, all these other things. So there's a lot of highlights, but of course, but that's, the I podcast mean, with you, Barry. I know, I know, we have to say <laughs> that. But I think that that's also something that we've talked about quite a bit with some of our previous guests, is the, uh, that decision to say, I'm done with that and moving into... It's a big one to, to do your own thing. A lot of people say, oh, I want to do my own thing. And we've talked about this before, but I want to do my own thing because then I'm my own boss and I make more money and I work less hours. And of course, the reality is mm. complete opposite. Um, and But it's, it's also something that you can only get to a point where in your own path and your own journey that the decision is made. And you've said it before, if you're thinking about it, if you're listening in and you're thinking about starting your own business or you've got a business idea, the best time to do it in spite of what's going on around the world, 
is now exactly because otherwise yeah. when it's not always easy it's ups and downs of course but uh, with the times that are not easy if you can turn that into a learning experience and keep moving keep taking action then uh, I mean eventually you'll get there you know how have you done that how have you done that in your own journey yeah so when we started the event business uh, 2009 2010 somewhere around there uh, the first thing that we did, me and a friend actually, we did a, a skiing competition in Ski Dubai for the Scandinavian uh, Scandinavians living in Dubai. Mm-hmm. So we did that as an event. Uh, we hired uh, Ski Dubai and uh, had sponsors. And, uh, and it was a lot of work and a lot of fun, like amazing, amazingly good time. But after, when we worked like for maybe more than a month, we split the profit, me and my buddy, and we made like 5,000 dirhams each. And that's when I realized, like, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because, yeah, we, yeah, but anyway, and that took a lot of time. And then after that first year, it was really hard financially, like I had maxed out my credit cards, like here, you know, you have the credit cards in Sweden, not many people sign up for credit cards, but in Dubai, everyone's gone. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I maxed out the credit card, it was difficult to pay the rent, and I believe you have been in a similar situation, no? so there was one point where... I was really close to giving up because we were the rent was due and uh, I was thinking like wait a minute we, what are we gonna do now mm-hmm. um, and I was staying in Greens at the time and I went for a walk around the lake there in Greens and I was thinking okay this is gonna be the poorest day in my life <laughs> I was thinking and then also the other one was that okay if I don't make it what is the option well the option is to go back to a normal job and that's what I was doing before anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, don't, I wouldn't lose anything. So I gave myself like, okay, let's do it for three, three, four months. And then if I don't make it, I'll start applying for jobs. I borrowed some money from a friend so we could pay the rent. And then I found a nice, a very good sales strategy. So I already been working in sales and a lot of sales training, but I found a very nice, nice sales strategy that is slightly different than the normal, like, I mean, I'm into consultative, consultative selling and like spin selling, if you know this, uh, like, uh, first uh, asking questions before you and not just blah 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 like listening and asking questions but uh, this sales training that uh, I found was even a little bit different it was more like becoming the expert mm-hmm. you know like um, becoming the authority and so I started using that and I started implementing and I started increasing the number of sales calls and these people I met and slowly we turned it around and eventually like we double sales like first it was just me but then I had more people that joined on, uh, like freelancers that joined. And uh, together we had a couple of great years and we doubled sales, I think, three or four years in a row. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, there was. And, and, you know, the cool thing with that is that like the last couple of months, of course, my two of my big things that I've been doing the last couple of years or three things have been events, team buildings and speaking. And of course, since the COVID situation, all of this had died to zero. Mm. So the last couple of months has not been the best also in my business. But having the tough times from before actually help you to exactly. get through these. And this, I wanted to ask, because you're, you're a proponent of mental training. How, how big a part of this does that play in terms of the ability to 
to say to yourself, you know what, I will give myself another two months, even though I can't pay the rent, mm. and, and then coming up with a solution to do that. How big a part of, of that is mental training for you? Yeah, a, a lot. So I got certified in mental training, I think maybe 2010 or 2011. And mental training, you to get certified, you also have to do mental training, mm. which is a kind of a meditation, but it's a sequence of... Uh, mental training that sequence of meditations that you do over like a six months period right so you learn uh, you, you get you become much more in control of your own emotions mm-hmm. so uh, external things can uh, be really really tough but internally you're still centered and you can still focus right. uh, and this has been a huge help for me personally through these ups and downs to learn from the tough times and to celebrate the victories because yeah, external things you cannot control, but my internal emotional state—if I can learn to control that during these times—then yeah, then you become unstoppable, basically. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's something that, especially in line with what I do with Beat the Cyberbully, that's something that we all need: is the ability to control our emotions a little bit more. Because in the online space, we all react emotionally when we see something, and that's a big part of the problem that we see when it comes to the negativity that's out there. Um, on the on the online space because everyone is is just seeing something is reacting to it that offends me I don't like that I'm going to put my opinion out there or I really like that I'm putting mm. it out there but it's it's an emotional response as opposed to a, a a thought out strategic response and people say well well you don't want to think about everything you want to be able to respond emotionally and you do to certain things but again thinking about what can happen out there sometimes being able to control how we feel how we're going to react could be very beneficial for us in the online reputation space. But then also, and this is something that I'm actually exploring a lot more at the moment, in in the business sense, the ability to quieten your mind and actually focus on the task ahead. Because this whole COVID situation has thrown everyone for a loop and mm. nobody was planning for this. And yeah. it, it's, it's a tough time to get through from a personal perspective, but also very much, and we're seeing it here on, on the ground in the UAE, from a business perspective, how many people are losing their jobs? How many businesses are closed their doors for good? You know, they closed down for the lockdown, but they're not going to open them again. Mm. Um, and this is a really unprecedented time, which is again a cliche, but it is also the ability to then say, okay, I can't control any of that. What's happening is happening. What can I control? Can I can I focus on my business? Can I focus on something in my business? And this is I said this on another podcast I was on. One thing that any business owner can do right now is focus on content creation. Yeah, you've got a little bit more time because we're not going to meetings. We're not driving in traffic for two hours in Dubai trying to find a parking space to go for a meeting that actually could have been done on Zoom anyway. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's a, that's definitely a positive thing I've seen coming out of this is that we, we can focus on, maybe we can do that in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but we can't control what's going on, so let's control what we can. And if you start to um, really put some effort into c- content, it comes back to what you just said a minute ago, is that you then are in control of that. Your sales strategy can change to expert because now there's so much more content out there coming from you as the expert in your field. And this is whether you work for a company or you own the company, Everyone can be a thought leader or an expert in their specific niche, what they do, and then can be viewed as that in the online space. Mm-hmm. And that can open up a whole raft of other opportunities um, further down the line, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, this is what I've been focusing on the last couple of months. And that was like one of the things that I early on realized that like 
uh, <laughs> I called my friend that is uh, heading a, like a company with like 150 employees and I called him in April like hey do you need any team building at the moment and he's like mm, not really not priority so I mean I realized quite early on that these things so I focused on content as well and also co- coaching online like uh, coaching I have coaching clients in Sweden and also in Dubai that uh, like you're saying that with the technology we don't have to be mm. like if I coach someone in Sweden it doesn't matter if I'm where I'm sitting you know no, exactly well and if I know do it over Zoom or... part of what you've done is um, is really offensive to me because you, you cheated on me and Swinglenese with your other podcast <laughs> that you do and yeah. spend some time on but it, it's also it's a good thing it's it's very much focused on it's just strategic tech coaching yeah. it's very much focused on the other areas of your business is that something that you're going to also carry on back when, when you move yes exactly yeah I had uh, some amazing interviews the last couple of weeks and uh, and I, I mean, we all know that Dubai is not forever. Mm-hmm. So even though I really enjoy doing the Swing on East podcast and also interviewing entrepreneurs here in the region, I also realized like a couple of years ago, my, my mom had some health issues and like Dubai will not be forever. No. So it's like, let's start another podcast where I, where is, which is global. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of Swedish experts. And uh, I don't know if you've been in any bookstores lately in Kinokunya in Dubai mall. Not really, no. Mm. There's one book that is on the top list called Surrounded by Idiots by a Swedish guy called mm. Tom, Thomas Eriksson. It has four people on the front page with different colors. Mm. And that's a bestseller in Sweden. He sold, I think, more than 500,000 books, non-fiction, in the country of 10 million people. And the guy has sold more than 300 million books now. Uh, 3 million books. <laughs> and uh, the book is translated into 42 languages and it's a bestseller in Dubai. Uh, and I interviewed him yesterday on mm. my other podcast. So very cool. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where that project takes me. But uh, yeah, content creation for sure. And uh, you have your new app that I'm uh, excited to learn more about, where you will put a lot of your content. Well, that's what I've been focusing on through the, the last couple of months. Is uh, the digital business has taken a real hit, just like a lot of people's. Um, and so I, I looked at what I could control, and what I could control is the environment of the office space where we're recording today. Uh, and, and just churn out content for, for the Beat the Cyber Bully um, powered by CoBabble application. Mm. So I've done a lot of video, um, but it, it, a lot of video, a lot of audio, uh, and we carried on with a couple of interviews for Swanglinese as well. It's been a bit sporadic uh, because we're all adapting to this scenario. Um, but yeah, and this is why I really do not preach, but I really advocate going down the route of starting to create content. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. Mm. And this is something that I've learned from you. Um, mm. And I used to, and still do, make fun of it, but I understand the principle behind it now. And it's something that you've coached me on, is the ability to just do it, get it out there, take the flack, take the constructive criticism, and then do it better the next mm. time. And now I see this iteration happening in, in the app. Mm. And you look at some of the first first videos, and I was like, oh, you know, the lighting wasn't great, I'm a bit fuzzy, I'm a bit blue, mm. <laughs> don't look, you know, in terms of color, all of this stuff, but it's there. Mm. And actually the content is good. And then I've worked with another friend of mine to, to work on the production quality, but I couldn't do that if I didn't have the first one out there. Yeah, so yeah, it's definitely yeah. something that I've, I've learned. Start, yeah. Take the first step, do it, and and grow a thick enough skin to to accept the uh, the criticism to your to the whatever you've done, but also the hit that your your ego will take because yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, 
I don't want people telling me that yeah. it looks rubbish or you yeah. should do that or you should do this but actually that kind of thing you really need because then you think yeah. oh yeah I didn't think about yeah. that and oh I, that's yeah. a good thing <laughs> and in mental training that's called mental toughness training mm. to get uh, external feedback that it, maybe it's not good and see how you react and then you learn something about yourself like what, yeah. why am I reacting to this does it really matter you know no exactly <laughs> so, it doesn't because it's beneficial to me and it's yeah. something that it's a third party looking at it and saying you know what why don't you think about this or you didn't talk about this or why don't you think yeah. you know to to, to even when it comes down to the production, like why are you so dark? Why are you blue? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but th- these are the things that you don't want to hear, but you need to hear. And, yeah, and yeah, I'm very much, right. you know, we've talked about this before, and I'm grateful to, to, to people around me, my wife in particular, of, of, of pointing things out to me. And I, I, I hate hearing it from her, you know, and it really does hurt my ego because I'm like, oh, I spent so much time on it. And it, the initial response to it, especially when it's your partner, is always to push back. Mm. Uh, but I'm that kind of person that I need a little bit of time to process it. And then I kind of think, oh, she's right. <laughs> and I have to go and do it again. Yeah. Um, but in doing it again, it gets better. Uh, yeah, and that's exactly. definitely something yeah. that this this time has been yeah. allowing me to do yeah. because um, the other stuff has just fallen yeah. off. And it's a horrible situation because yeah. the reason the digital stuff has <laughs> stopped is because they can't they've yeah. closed their doors to their clients their clients can't pay them they can't pay us as yeah. a service provider yeah. so it's it's, it's tough yeah. but some highlights for the podcast uh, I mean I, f- I remember when we did the first episode and I haven't listened to the first episode in a long time but mm. I assume I would be a bit critical like what are we because t- we were a bit nervous when we did the first episode yeah. Yeah. but I believe we got better and better and the high, some of the highlights uh, for, for the podcast has been I mean we've been speaking to some amazing people but I also enjoyed a lot our conversations because mm. Uh, I don't like to say it to your face, but you are a pretty smart guy, Barry. To be honest, <laughs> but, so. Oh, but uh, <laughs> and especially those episodes that we did when we we were sitting in the desert and we were mm. sitting in the park, so we just brought our mics and we were sitting outside. Yeah, I really enjoyed those episodes. So for the listeners, if you haven't listened to those. Uh, those episodes where there is no like guest, mm. I think you, uh, you on Swing on this you can just find. I I mean sometimes I interview Barry about his projects and sometimes Barry was interviewing me on my projects. But another thing that I also enjoyed is um, like a couple of like highlight episodes that I think the listeners can go back to that I enjoy doing. Mm. One was of course with the Karim founder. Yeah. And what was interesting was that it was such a startup place that when I came to his office like we tried to find a conference room and they were it was all like full and there was like no space people everywhere so we ended up doing the interview in the survey room <laughs> I really wish I took a picture I didn't yeah. take a picture of it because it would have been so fun like me and the founder of Kareem sitting on boxes in the survey room yeah, yeah. and now look where they are yeah from, exactly, from that. exactly. That a couple of years ago yeah, that years ago, yeah. Yeah. and the other another episode that I enjoyed was you me and Dave Crane yeah it was also an episode I think you should listen to and I think for you, maybe it was also interesting to interview your father. Which it is, was. yeah, we did a topic that I'm passionate about as well, like cross culture communication with yeah. Barry Senior. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was one that I really enjoyed, the, those kind of things that really stick in my mind because, and I remember the first time that I also shared a stage with my dad from mm. a speaking perspective, yeah. and he said to me, you know, that's a pretty special day for me. And I was yeah. like, yeah, it is. Because never when I started out on my career did I think that our paths would cross like that. Um, But then be able to sit, and again, this is the whole beauty of podcasting. We're we're sat in in my office, we've got wires everywhere, we've got a couple of microphones, but you can create content. It doesn't, you don't need, although we were talking about this before, if you did have a studio, it makes the content creation a lot simpler, but you don't need it to start with. You can get a couple of bits and pieces and get going. And so therefore it was really nice to then sit down and talk to my dad about his life and also his uh, you know his yeah. experience in 
in the same you know similar field from a coaching perspective and the leadership development that was definitely one that, that stuck in my yeah. mind as uh, so pretty special I, I think the the highlights for the older generation was giving a, a, a talk with his son but the highlight for the younger generation was to do a digital yeah <laughs> absolutely <laughs> the different generation 100% we have this conversation a lot with in my, in my family in terms of there's one story that stuck out in my mind when we first started doing this and we went to a, a conference and of course we, we sat there and uh, I opened my laptop to take notes and he took out his pen and paper <laughs> and, and he, he looked at me and I said you know that you're just going to type them up afterwards and he said yeah I know yeah. but he still wrote them all down yeah. <laughs> I wonder what your kids will do like do they have some virtual reality thing or well it's, it's somewhat notes. scary because yeah. you know, two and a half well nearly three one of them and, and the other one is just just gone one but the their familiarity with the, the smart device mm. in terms of you know yeah. what it does and, and looking at pictures of themselves and looking at videos yeah. of their uh, of themselves but then also videos of their cousins in different in different countries it's just normal for them to mm. see that and even now during this whole uh, covid scenario just talking to um you know nana and granddad and, and mama and yeah yeah in, in, in our case that they're used to seeing that my mum and dad live in the uae so there's been really tough it's been tough for all of us, but especially for, for the kids not being able to physically see them. And also speaking to my parents, they found it really hard not seeing the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that, But the technology has at least allowed us to have you know mm-hmm. a Zoom call where they yeah. will just turn it on and they'll watch them bouncing around on the mm-hmm. trampoline for 30 minutes. And, and that's that's good enough for yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it is, yeah. Changing times. Mm-hmm. Uh, other highlights for me for my, li- my like 12, 12, almost 13 years in Dubai is... Uh, apart from the podcast, <laughs> is uh, the work that we did with uh, with the Dubai government. Mm. Uh, we did a team building for the Executive Council and the Sheikh Hamdan, or what's the official title? Maybe we should say the official title. The His Highness, uh, His Highness Sheikh Hamdan was. Uh, Mm-hmm. At, he came as well and he wasn't there for the whole event but he came and checked uh, checked everything and that was uh, of course a big highlight for me I have a list I work a lot with lists you know and I have a list of people I would like to meet one day and uh, I wrote down on the list like 10 years ago Sheikh Hamdan and Sheikh Mohammed and on that day both came to mm-hmm. our event <laughs> so I could take off two in one day yeah. Sheikh Mohammed was there for only maybe one minute but uh, Sheikh still Ham- counts he still counts yeah. so <laughs> and we you've were... got a picture to prove it exactly so definitely, yeah, yeah. I was standing, uh, we just finished lunch uh, after the event and uh, a car was coming and uh, it was a, ye- a white Jeep and I was like, white, oh, interesting. And it's then it came closer. It's not a and Jeep. I, uh, okay. okay, it's a G-Wagon. It's, it's a G-Wagon, sorry. Just okay. okay, okay, sorry, sorry, <laughs> car expert. And then I saw the number one sign. I was like, wow, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone was, of course, very excited. So that, that was one highlight. And the other highlight has been also these seminars that are done in the desert, when right? mm-hmm. taking people out in the desert and do the gold seminars that... Uh, your wife attended, but you didn't attend. No, I didn't feel that. I, no, I didn't. I didn't actually. I did attend. I did, did attend. You? Yeah, I didn't attend in the desert. I attended one that you had done not in the desert. So mm. I had. I didn't get the luxury of the desert. Oh, I was yeah. actually in an office yeah. doing. Oh that. yes. But, yeah. Um, yeah. but I. Um, yeah, my wife and I, and I. And I remember that one of the things she put on there. She wasn't my wife at the time. Yeah, she put getting married to. Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, all uh, because of that seminar. Yeah, huh? definitely. We. I owe, did she write two kids? I don't know if she did, but yeah, I mean, we'd always 
talked even from the first time we met, we talked about that. But yeah, it's it's stuck sticks in our memory yeah. that it was that gold seminar where she put that down as a goal and sure enough and it's the power of actually committing what's in your mind to paper yeah. um, and then not just thinking right that will happen but then taking action towards that to make it happen yeah, and, uh, yeah. that, that's that's really uh, yeah. really important in business and in your personal life as well to yeah. have goals and I, I have goals but I am I admit I'm not good at putting them down but as soon as I do put them down it's amazing how yeah. oh, that one I can tick off because so it's there. it looks like I'll come back in the winter and do another gold seminar and then you have to come yeah absolutely <laughs> well I'm sure that once this the summer passes and, and things yeah. calm down we at least know what we can and can't do being out in the desert here is, is the equivalent of being you know by the, yeah. the lakes and whatnot yeah. or the, in, the, in the forest yeah. in Sweden it is just being away from in some cases connectivity you can't get connected yeah. and just actually thinking about it and then I say it's just the dune it's beautiful out there yeah. and so many people have been here for a long time never been out into the yeah. desert I say just yeah. go this is something that I've been impressed with with what you're doing with your your group of friends that you go out camping desert mm. up in the mountains and like uh, this is really nice and it's, it's beautiful and it is a, it's a you know one of the things I, I talk about is this this balance of screen time versus other things and mm. we say well what do I do it's like you know what? And you don't have to have an off-roader, as in you know, crazy off-roading. A four by four is helpful just in terms of some of the the tracks that you can go on, but you don't have to go crazy. And you can just get far enough away from the lights and from the city, mm. and in some cases, connectivity. And uh, and it's amazing mm. how how peaceful it is. And for the kids as well, that they they they're running around, they're running up and down sand dunes mm. or whatever, and they're just focused on nature. And again, I know my kids are younger, but even with some of the older kids that have come with us, they're not always asking for the phone they're not mm. always looking for the ipad they're in, engaged and engrossed with what's going on out there and mm. then we're limited for the, the time of year that you can do that but i highly recommend it for for sanity for think mm. something to do and, and that if you have got children they'll love it yeah because if and, yeah. and then and they'll love it every time you go out it's not mm. that they get bored because you don't go to the same place every mm. time there's yeah, different yeah. things to explore different wadis to go hiking in different mm. places to camp um, and it's just a different experience. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you you can also just uh, go out in the desert and leave the car on the side of the road. Yeah. And uh, like one of the things I did in March, yes, before the lockdown, like we were, it was when they had the curfews, you can only go out until seven or something mm. like this. But I went out in the desert, it was in the middle of March or something like this. Uh, and I just uh, sat on a sand dune and watched the sunset. Mm. And the, like next to me, there was uh, some uh, like Bedouin or something that came with his horses. Mm. And they had two horses and they were like playing with the horses. And then I was so sitting there watching the sunset. Suddenly, fifteen camels start just mm. walked past me, like yeah. in front of me. It was like a mad, amazing moment. And yeah. after in April, I was so happy that I had that moment yeah. because when we were locked down, it was of course hard. We have an apartment, so yeah, yeah. couldn't be outside. Just to get outside was yeah. nice. And and outside, we we're fortunate enough to have a, a villa, so there was an outsiders in garden. Mm. But even then, especially with two little kids, they. They, they were great, but just being able to get outside of that and go, mm-hmm. and we, we did the same. We just went out into the desert out the back of where we lived and just, they ran around for a bit. Yeah, and they yeah, loved it. Yeah. We loved it. And it was just a change yeah. of scenery. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but that can help in so many yeah. ways. Obviously, with this lockdown, is is, is perhaps even more significant. Mm. But even in your day-to-day, you get so busy with stuff. Mm. Um, that's why, uh, you know, it's an interest in hiking and exploring, but it's also just that break to look forward to at the weekend. Mm. Chuck all the stuff in the car and, and go off mm. and, and not have to necessarily worry about it until the next day because it's always mm. going to be there, especially if it's your own business. 
but that break is almost like a mental reset yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you can hit the next week a bit more focused and say okay mm. right I've, I had a it's like a mini break a little mini vacation yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's definitely good yeah. for you good for the heart yeah. and good for the soul for sure yeah no for when it comes to productivity uh, I think the Japanese way of working when you work long long hours and uh, like crazy hours uh, like marathon it's not the way I believe in sprints mm. so you do sprints and then you take breaks yeah. and uh, like with the digital space like going out sitting in front of the fireplace watching the stars I mean that's perfect break no? yeah, to, to, to get away from the screen oh for sure yeah. but yeah so future what does the future hold well this is what I was going <laughs> to ask yeah we got, you're, you're moving on geographically but yeah. what's, what's going to be the focus in, in, uh, in yeah. Sweden so yeah I have a couple of projects uh, like I will still continue with the Hans Risco for a while mm-hmm. the, that's what I've been doing here the event business mm-hmm. so I still have uh, some people here on the ground that is doing Hans Risco so we'll continue with that but I will also do a lot of coaching uh, like online and uh, also face to face and I hope that uh, speaking can start in Sweden soon mm-hmm. that we can start to do speaking gigs as well because that's something I really enjoy uh, but one new thing that we have is that the mental training is now being translated to Arabic mm-hmm. so we're looking at uh, spreading this in the Middle East so the, I'm, a, I'm in close contact with the founder of mental training which is a Swedish psychology professor mm-hmm. that I think talked about before and in, if you want to learn more you can learn listen to my other podcast I was going to say you <laughs> interviewed him on the other one yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he developed mental training for elite athletes at first to function better when they do sports mm. you know to get into flow states and to visualize the perfect game these kind of things uh, and now yeah we're looking at uh, helping him to spread this in the Middle East. Mm. So that's one of the projects that I'm most Which probably... Is, it's also involved. one of those things that it, the geography doesn't matter. Whilst you're physically relocating, you're still focusing on this part of the world yeah. and, and benefiting this part of the world and people in this part of the world with some of the stuff. So that's cool. When Do you know when that's kind of going to be launched? Uh, we we had our first talk uh, yesterday, which is when we're recording this, is in the middle of June. Mm. And... Uh, we, it, it's just been translated right. so we just need to see the best business model because uh, of course there's two parts we want to get as many people as possible to get uh, to enjoy the technology mm. but we also have to have a, a model where we make some money or if we put time on it we need to of course make money on it yeah. as well so uh, yeah we're looking at the best business model and uh, yeah I'm in talk with a, with an app for content right at the moment uh, oh, right. <laughs> sounds interesting <laughs> Barry's, Barry's app might be the platform we'll see yeah yeah but uh, yeah that's uh, one project that uh, could be of interest so, yeah yeah definitely I say we, we when we built Cobabble as a technology we built it for beat the cyberbully and all of the cyber safety content but it very quickly came to light because people kept asking us if they could use the technology you know, like, mm. oh, we didn't thought about it but why not mm. so yeah we, we'll explore that further and you know you heard it here first maybe you become the the Swedish arm of of, of the technology uh, one way or another um, mm. to, to help the, yeah. and this comes back to this idea is to help deliver content to your audience yeah, because yeah, yeah. social has become very busy and also it's very difficult to generate revenue from social mm. if you've got content that people are willing to to pay you for whether that is um in terms of digital content or whether that is your fitness routine mm. that you tra- you know you're training people virtually now um and, and you've got video tutorials on how to do them mm. you want to be able to yeah. still retain some of your clients and they might end up paying you a little bit less on a monthly basis for the virtual training but you're still delivering the content mm. and then also that means that you could have more clients. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so whilst yeah. some of them, are, they're paying you less overall, but you've got twice as many clients because yeah, now, yeah. again, geography becomes irrelevant. It's not like they have yeah. to physically come to your gym. 
you could teach me from Sweden. Yeah, you know, yeah, I exactly. could teach you from Hong Kong. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. matter um, yeah. if, if we have that kind of um, that kind yeah. of resonation when it comes to what you're doing. Yeah. And that, cool. Another thing that I think is quite interesting that you have uh, I learned a lot from you is this thing with the uh, Cyberbully project mm. because I came from the technology side from the other side. I was very pro how you can use technology for personal development mm. by listening to audiobooks and uh, times two or like doing mindfulness meditation with the help of your phone. So I developed this strategic tech coaching with a positive use of technology. Yeah. But then the last couple of years, I realized there was a backlash. There were so many people that were negative new to new technology. Mm. And then when you start learning about this, you know, suicide rates for, for teenagers and, and then we had a lot of chats, I mean, on this podcast, but you were also on my podcast talking about your projects. Yeah. So when I give my keynotes, sometimes I called you like, listen, what's the latest now with yeah. <laughs> cyberbullying? Because I need to include this in my, because I give keynotes about personal development and technology. Mm. Uh, and it's not only positive. There's a lot of negative with it. And, uh, yeah, yeah, but like, as you said, but it's, it's what you're teaching people is the positive use of the technology. And this is the thing is that you, actually what I, you're want, teaching about, yeah, I want yeah. people to use the technology. Yeah. I'm pro technology for yeah. sure, but it's that you know you can't have your child or, or even us as adults spending eight hours a day on YouTube mm. consuming content is not necessarily a good idea if mm. we don't then implement it. And for mm. a young person spending eight hours a day playing Fortnite or PUBG or whatever they're doing on Snapchat or wherever they are, that's not good for them either. Mm. But if they are utilizing the technology, which they need to mm. for sure. What are they using it for? And and things like you're teaching people is that how to make the most from a positive perspective. Mm. We need to have that out there. What we do is also help parents, especially now, is to understand that there are mm. a lot of pitfalls if you decide um, to give your 11-year-old the latest iPhone or the latest Android mm. device and there's no parameters in place, there's no discussion about what they can and can't do, there is inherent danger mm. with that. And that's what we're talking about from that yeah. side of things. But when I deliver my sessions in schools, it's about alerting them to some of the pitfalls and then flipping it 180 and focusing on positive mm. use of this technology. Because it's brilliant. The technology yeah, is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. But use Like it, you can listen you can... to the Swing on East podcast and get really smart. <laughs> yeah, you could. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm normally else. humble, but sometimes yeah. it comes up. <laughs> it's not very Swedish. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You should be humble. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now, another thing that uh, is a big problem, I think, in Sweden and in Europe in general... But and maybe also here and uh, it's the other with other way around you're working with kids but there's also the older generation that is getting behind yeah like in sweden all the bank uh, bank offices are closing down it's moving digital so if you can't handle digital then like you can't bank yeah so the people that are like 80 plus that never worked with uh, you know the technology is getting so advanced with the apps and everything so yeah. they almost they don't know how to take out their money anymore no and this is where there, there needs to be some i know there's in, in organizations doing this but teaching that yeah. that demographic about mm. how to use your banking app or how yeah. to set up itunes or whatever so you yeah. can listen to something or how do you, all of these things because we and in this our generation yours and mine we've we've grown up without it but then transitioned maybe through our university in early 20s to get hold of it so we've got some understanding but mm. for that generation there's just nothing yeah. and now they said the technology is moving so fast they're, they're being left behind but that we're also being left behind yeah, as well yeah, yeah. our generation by the next generation yeah. saying, well, I forget what? that sometimes yeah. yeah we're not as young as we think we are yeah exactly exactly <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, for us, I think you, both you and me grew up with, you know, the Commodore 64 and these kind of things, you yeah. know, uh, and uh, yeah, we're like in between, but yeah, I guess there's a lot of new technologies coming out there. Well, there's tons of it. Like these apps that sometimes you're telling me about, like, what, what is this? You know, like, yeah. 
And, and some of them, the, the, the functionality is brilliant. You know, somebody has really innovated mm. something and, and come up with a great idea. But then, as always, the human element takes that which has been designed for positive and manages to twist mm. it into some sort of negative use. And that's not always young people doing that. That's also the, the fact, you know, and it's a reality. We have predatory people out there that will use the technology to mm. target. And, and that's not just the technology. We've got predatory people that will target people all of the time. You, you see how a lot of these physical scams unfold. And it's, um, it's the predator focusing, funnily enough, on the elderly mm. because they're yeah. not aware that this would be a scam. It's yeah. like, no, I'll, I'll help you with your shopping and this. You just need to give me your credit card. And, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. suddenly... That, that you know it, it's it's wiped clean yeah, and yeah, you exactly. think it's not fair but it's yeah. happening all the time and unfortunately this is where we we spend a lot of time is that the technology can make that easier to do mm. if you as a a, a a user of that technology are putting so much information out there about mm. you there's those people that are looking at saying huh that's mm. an easy target it's just given us all of his details yeah, we can yeah. very easily do what we need to do and uh, and exploit that situation and i think there's yeah. especially here in the in the middle east and the uae there's a bit of a a bit of a thought process that it doesn't happen here and that we're pretty safe because of what you know the, the parameters that are in mm. place from from etisalat and the tra and everything but that's not true that there are things happening here and there are things happening everywhere where we have yeah. access to the internet and social media and so we as the, the users need to just be a bit more aware of, mm. of what's going on and then we can protect ourselves and our kids from those yeah, yeah. things yeah. yeah no so that's the, the that's my future and I think the future of Dubai uh, will be positive uh, I think in the short run might be some struggling challenging time but Dubai has been there before yeah they, it was you know you know for 10 years I've given keynotes about the history of Dubai so I know this place uh, quite well and you know, when they had the pearl pearl diving industry dying, it was quite some quite tough times, yeah. and also you know two thousand nine two thousand ten when we both were here. Yeah. So, but Dubai came back, and I believe I believe in Dubai in the future, the strategic location, and you know the the dream of Dubai will continue. It will always so, it will always bounce back. How it bounces back is yet to be seen. I don't know what will be the case, but it will be here, and the the people that have an affinity with it will also always have an affinity mm-hmm. with it. I think unless you leave under duress or, or negative circumstances which again a lot of people do through no fault of their own but uh, I think um, this is something that another person I was having a chat with is saying that after 2008-2009 those that left it it was actually a good thing and those mm. that were still here that it fostered a different kind of business community yeah, a lot of the true, actually. you know for yeah. one of the better a lot of the cowboys left a lot of mm. the people that were not necessarily doing ethical business or helping their clients in the way they should be left because they couldn't stay and and those that stayed benefited from that. And I know yeah, that even sure. you know a couple of years afterwards, people saying, "How long have you been here?" And I say, "Oh, I've been here since 2005." And they'd say, "Oh, you went through, it's like, yeah." And mm. and that was actually a big tick in in mm. the box of, yeah. of of businesses working with you because you stayed and, mm. and managed to, to to make something work. Uh, so again, I think that whatever happens and whatever outcome that that it will come back, it will be different. There's mm. no 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 doubt about that. Um, but hopefully, it will also be stronger, and and the people that are here physically and also mm. not physically can help foster a, a a new Dubai, a new UAE, whatever that means under mm. the new regulations. And that's changing every day with COVID and what it is, and is it a high highly infectious? Is it not? Does it all of these things that mm. again we can't control. We can we can go online and have our confirmation bias confirmed mm. because we thought this and 
the internet will show us whatever we want to see. But um, we can't control that really, so we've just got to yeah. keep focusing. Yeah, exactly. And it says you might be back. Well, yeah, you will exactly. be back yeah, anyway. Exactly. You mean yeah. now, but you might even yeah. be back permanently. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Expo. I'm still excited by Expo. Yeah, and uh, I definitely will be here for Expo many times. I think <laughs> so. That's one thing. Um, so yeah, just to plug. My other podcast is strategictechcoaching.com. Uh, you can search on the podcast player Strategic Tech Coaching. Uh, Instagram, you can follow on Strategic Tech Coaching. And then, uh, it's pretty popular as well, isn't it? Where you're ranking in the, in the Swedish. Yeah, I was exactly. Well, I had a couple of episodes that were uh, trending on the, that, I think, top 10 on personal development. Yeah. And I had some big, big, uh, big names in, in the Swedish uh, mm. coaching industry, but all the episodes are in English. And I had a Swedish experts, but I also had international experts. I mean, you were one of the experts on one of the episodes. So, <laughs> uh, no, so that's, um, I look forward to come back in the winter and see you and maybe we go to the desert. Yeah, absolutely. And I say for Swanglinese, uh, we're not going anywhere. We're going to be changing a little bit. We may even still keep your picture on it in, in, in the intro <laughs> oh. and stuff. You know? and like, because at the end of the day, whilst we are focused on the UAE, there's no reason why we can't do uh, some recording of episodes yeah, via exactly. Zoom. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Especially when you're thinking about coming back or when you've been here and you've got mm. the insights. So, and maybe so. when I know more about mental training for the Arabic, like what's the model going to yeah. be? Then and we can have a chat about that maybe yeah, yeah. absolutely I say it's uh, we, we started this a long time ago it's kind of been one of those things that we've we've done intermittently uh, mm-hmm. but I've very much enjoyed it and I'd like to carry it on it is going to change um, so from that perspective it is a see you later Oscar yeah. we will see you I'm starting to cry and I'm very <laughs> <laughs> it's thank not, you so much it's I not really goodbye. enjoyed it <laughs> it's not goodbye and we'll see you both virtually and physically um, and for all of our listeners um, if there are other people that you would like us to uh, interview either f- physically or virtually or it might just be me interviewing them uh, drop us a line at wishlist at swanglinese.rocks and uh, just say see you later Oscar. <laughs> see you later right Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Swanglinese with your hosts, Barry Lee Cummings and Oscar Endermo. We'll catch you next time.